Hello, and welcome to the Cocktails and Conversation podcast. I'm Dana Marie Rockmore, the founder of the Dinner Party Project and co-founder of The Welcome House. I'll be inviting intriguing guests over to my home to chat about some of my favorite things, cocktails, story, the Enneagram, and rest. Hey, welcome to another episode. Thank you for continuing to listen in. Um, thank you for hanging. Thank you for... Um, all the things. It is basically summer. It is summer. Um, so summer means super light and refreshing when it comes to drinks. So I made today a lychee and lemon sipper. And I would say it's pretty summer. So, so, so light. Um, not very, not very sweet. Uh, very interesting. So if you need lychee syrup, which I know is like, I, I have it for this and for other drinks, but it's not something that maybe you have totally on hand, but it's pretty easy to find in like an ABC spirits, um, total wine, uh, any hopefully good comprehensive liquor store and Dare we say, shall we say, Amazon, uh, you can find some lychee syrup and pretty easy. After you open it, you just keep it in the fridge and it will go in so many del delicious drinks, especially if you like a very unique kind of, you know, fragrancy. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, anyway, it's very interesting flavor. I per personally like it. But if you want to make this a uh, very, very incredibly easy drink, all you have to do is get a shaker, cocktail shaker, um, put some ice in it, and then you're going to put an ounce of Tito's vodka in there. And then you will put a half ounce of lychee syrup, a half ounce of lemon juice. Um, I did literally the tiniest splash of simple syrup. So I did not use, uh, very much at all, but obviously you can leave it out or you can add more depending on your sweetness. But if you just want it a touch to take a little of the edge off of all that lemon, then, um, yeah, I would add a, just a little touch of simple syrup. And then you're going to shake that up with ice for about 30 seconds. And I poured it into a champagne flute with ice. Why not? Um, and then top it off with some tonic water or club soda, if you will. And I put a straw in there, obviously, with uh, some fresh mint as a garnish. And it was pretty delicious. Yeah. For some reason, it like tastes more boozy than it is. But it's really only an ounce of, of a spirit. But it's very, very good. As well as my guest today, Katerina, uh, who I've known for several years as the owner of um, Taverna Opa, which is a Greek restaurant in Port Orlando, and then um, Tapatoro down um, at the Icon Park, which I have been to many a times, Tapatoro. And they have been very supportive of the Dinner Party Project. I will just go ahead and say that. And I have been very honored. They sponsored uh, several years ago. We did our single mom's dinner in December. I think it was like 14 ladies that they hosted and did a flamenco show and just made these ladies feel so special. And I, yeah, it's just, I love 
to honor people and they have really supported me so much. Um, so I got to learn so much about Katarina and her story and what brought her to Orlando um, and her new restaurant that is opening. So if you are curious, I hope you will enjoy and listen in. So as you may know or may not know at all, cocktails are kind of my thing. At the end of a long day or any day really, crafting a drink, whether it's simple or more complex, I really look forward to a delicious cocktail. Plus it makes all conversations better. Tito's Handmade Vodka is always a go-to for me. It's the perfect thing to have on hand to make just about any cocktail. That is what I love about Tito's. It's so versatile. Anything from a Moscow Mule to an elderflower martini to a white Russian. Plus, Tito's Handmade Vodka has won a million awards, but for real. It's been distilled six times and won the SF World Spirit Championship. So the next time you are looking for an incredibly drinkable cocktail, pick up some Tito's Handmade Vodka. Plus, you should head over to titosvodka.com to read up more about their story and pick up some delightful recipes. Hey, Katarina. Hi. Welcome to Cocktails and Conversation. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. We're still... Still doing it, still separated. Yeah, yeah, now. right. <laughs> mm. At least we can still be in the same room together. I am very glad to be in the same room together. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, we just had a dinner party last night, so we're just starting back up. Just ah. the dinner for eight, dinner for strangers. That's exciting. So, yeah, it's really fun that people are feeling feeling good to come back and mm-hmm. gather again that's awesome and of course we're in a space now where it's like outside is just like too much to, oh. to do dinners outside okay in that way mm-hmm. so glad people are okay to feel comfortable to come back in and that's good that's share exciting. space together um but thank you for doing some day drinking with me thank and you. enjoying perfect this day for this perfect day for this yeah. yes <laughs> this is delicious mm. thank you What's in this cocktail? Yes. So it is a lychee lemon sipper. Oh. So it's got lychee syrup, oh. lemon juice, um, a, like a tiny splash of simple syrup. So it's not like too sweet. Uh-huh. Um, Tito's vodka. And then shake that all up. Pour it over ice with some That's tonic really water. And mint. That's perfect for today. It's perfect for today. It is warming up. It is. I know. Yeah. It's refreshing. Summer is here and traveling and all the things. Yeah. I heard maybe a little little birdie told me you might also be traveling yes, this summer. If all goes well and according yes. to plan, uh, the kids and I should be leaving for Greece at the end of June. Oh my gosh. And then Vasily will be joining us um, a week later. Whoa. So we'll be traveling over to see some family. and So you're from Greece? Uh, your yeah. family is? My family's from Greece. I was uh, born in South Florida. Okay. My husband was born, actually, he's Greek descent, but he was born in Egypt. Ooh. But a lot of his family's in Greece right now. Okay. So um, so we try to go every year just to see family and sure. the kids get exposed to the culture Great and culture. practice on the language. Um, oh so we're, so we're excited. Amazing. We missed it last year. And, sure. Um, as we all did. The kids are even okay with taking a COVID test to head over. <laughs> <All right>. so. <laughs> <laughs> Must be worth it to yes, them. It is, exactly. Yes. <laughs> it is worth it. It is worth it. Absolutely. It yeah. is. That is, I am so happy for you. Thank slash you. Wish I could be doing that, but that sounds, 
I've never, so Greece is actually very high up on my list of places that I would love to go to. I love Greek food. Yeah. I've had, I have some friends that, you know, are, are from there. And so okay. I just, and I have friends, of course, that have been there. And so Greece has always been a place that I wanted to. It is definitely beautiful. The way you see it in pictures is how it is. Is how it is. Yeah. It's oh not my a, gosh. you know, I, I mean, I, we, dream about about it all the time even the kids talk about it we want to go back yeah um, it's just a different way of life the beach you know it's simple what part of the, uh, of greece is your family from so my family's from the island of crete okay um my husband's side is from a small little island called leros but a lot of, a lot of them live in athens and okay. athens has become such a great city um you know, the museum, the Acropolis, um, it's great to see. They've cleaned it up after the Olympics many years ago. So mm. usually when you go into those big cosmopolitan cities, it's crowded. But, you know, it's just, you can be sitting at a cafe and then you look up and you see the Acropolis and it's just something amazing, you know, yes, to be able to absolutely just see like that. Um, so we're excited. I've been to Rome a couple of times. Okay. And I love Rome. Uh, one reason is because of the history there, yeah. of course. And so just being in that, like, modern city, but just having the antiquity, mm -hmm. you're surrounded it's by... It's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, it's incredible. Me. It is incredible. It's like, there's nothing like... I mean, it's like, America is wonderful, but it's not like... It's very picturesque. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so, like, rich in history. Yeah. Um, which I just love. Yeah, so I totally one day agree. I'll make it to Greece and I'll have to ask you for all your yes, tips definitely. and pointers. And I've always joked around with Vasily because all of our friends that haven't been to Greece were like, you know, they want tips and pointers. I'm like, we should just do a tour, you know, set yeah. up a tour. Everybody goes together. We'll have fun, you know. And um, yeah, maybe one year, maybe or I'll like be. a video guide. Yeah, that's so true. So you can like send it to people. Okay, so when you're here, here's the place to go to, or here's where you get a Greek salad or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. That's true. So that's a great idea. Maybe in the future that will be yeah. forthcoming. But that's true. Yeah. So we're going to back up a little bit. That was a fun little uh -huh. chat about Greece. I would talk about traveling all day. Yeah. Um, but cocktails, of course, is one of my like most favorite things. Yes. And so I would love to know from you if you if there is like a go to drink, whether it's a cocktail or a wine or non-alcoholic or anything like for you, what would be like a treat of a of a beverage? I actually have two go-to drinks. Okay. It's always either a gin and tonic. Okay. Or a dirty martini. Okay. Yes. Those, those are, are my... so classic. Yeah. It's like hard I to get them. more like basic and classic yeah. than that. I just enjoy it. Especially like if the dirty martini, if it's shaken really well and it has a little ice on top uh -huh. and it has the perfect amount of dirty in it, um, I, I enjoy it. So you like something that's like a little bit savory, mm -hmm. a little bit exactly. like... Has like a bite kick, kick to it. Exactly. Yes. And then gin and tonic, just straight up. Uh, straight up gin and tonic. Straight up gin and tonic. Uh, yeah. Do you have I, a preferred gin? Um, Hendrix. Okay. That's what I like yeah. to go to. Yeah. It's great across the board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Tito's for for the the uh, dirty martinis. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, those are so. Those are some great choices. Do you are you at all a home bartender? I know that you have places to get said drinks yeah but like do you ever at home not too often um you know if we do have if we do have any cocktails at home that's where we start to experiment you know mm. if it's um the other day my husband had brought in a dessert wine okay um one of our greek vendors gave to us so we, he brought it home for us to try um so that's where we start to experiment a little bit more at home um 
from, you know, the vendors bringing us different items. If it's a different type of like sure. uh, red wine or, um, you know, a different type of, of, of a cocktail, mm-hmm. we start to experiment there. Yeah. Um, One time I got, actually during the pandemic, I got, I think it was the Sevilla orange uh-huh, uh, yes. gin and tonic yes yes i think it had either like cloves or like cardamom on top i think cardamom right like little kind of be- yeah. <laughs> beads i was like oh this is interesting but it was really good yeah that yeah is. so we had that at our tapatora restaurant they did one of the lunch with uh-huh. us there um beautiful you know yeah bottle and such um yeah it was really good it was really good so I remember having that. Yeah. Absolutely. When you Do have you, memories, you know it's good. You know, yes. When it sticks out. When it's something like can stick in your brain. Yeah. It's either good or it's really bad. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but that landed on the, on the good oh side. God, that's good. Yeah, that I would definitely have again. That's so fun. So we'll be able to get into kind of your restaurants in a minute, but um, where would be like two to three places around town that you would go to grab a drink and, or have like a date night? A date night. We, um, we actually just recently had a date night at Kappa at the uh, Waldorf Astoria. It's actually oh, a Spanish okay. restaurant, Spanish steakhouse. Okay. Um, so we had gone there. I have not been um, there. It's actually really pretty. It's I'm a sure. It's a restaurant. Um, when Disney starts their fireworks again, um, it's on the 17th floor, so you can watch the fireworks at nighttime. Beautiful bar. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Great happy hour. Right. Um, so highly recommended. Uh, where else have we gone recently? Recently, we're just working so much. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Somewhere not local, we had gone to the meat market um, in Tampa. Okay. Um, we went there for cocktails. They have a beautiful lounge. Ah. Um, something fun, different, you know, getting out of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a different experience over there. You know, you get more of that beach vibe. Um, so it's always fun. Kind of feel like you're going on a mini vacation, even though it's is it a way. Is it a market or is it a restaurant? It's a restaurant. Okay. Um, it's another type of steakhouse. Um, they have music, they have a lounge. Um, it's out by Hyde Park in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really cool place. I have yeah. not heard of that either. Yeah. Yeah. The meat market. Yeah. Whenever I go to Tampa, I usually like beeline it to the Oxford Exchange. Oh yeah. I right. Love the Oxford Exchange. And then I just Beautiful. like drive over. And like head there for the day or for however long. I know. I mean, it's like plenty of places to check out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I need to, I need to branch out more. (laughs) When you, when you drive all the way over there, you're like, you better make it worth it. Exactly. I mean, Tampa has changed so much in, in, in the recent years in the culinary scene. Um, you know, so has Orlando. Mm. So many new restaurants, so many local restaurateurs opening up. And yes, it's absolutely. exciting to see that. Yes. I've actually been to, um, oh my gosh, now I'm blanking on the name. But there's the steakhouse that is like legendary. In Tampa? Um, in Tampa. Yeah, It's Burns like Burns. Yes, yes. Burns, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've never been there. I think I went there once Somebody wanted a specific bottle of wine. Okay. And I went, they have their little uh, wine store. It's mm-hmm. like underground. And yep. this was years ago, maybe 15 years ago. I remember going there, but I have not gone there to eat. I, and I hear about it all the time. Right. Yeah. Yes. Have I have been out. there once. Um, and it was such an experience. Yeah. yeah. 
the whole deal, like the old school waiters yeah. and like the dessert room and they take you on the tour of the whole rest. I mean, you just feel like you're like in it. Yeah. Yes. It's like, like back in history too, Back right? in history. Yeah. The food was great. The service was fun. That's awesome. It, like, yeah, the dessert room was really cool. Uh, it's just like cool to have like legendary places that mm-hmm. have been around forever. Yeah. And then, yeah, we're really blessed with so many great, yeah, like true. N- new places that also. It's kind of like uh, Christine's and Dr. Phillips has been around, I don't know, 30 years, over 30 years at the Italian restaurant at the marketplace. Oh. Uh, yeah. He's been around forever. And Christine's? He, Christine's. Yeah. Okay. I've heard of Christner's. Yeah. Christine's. It's still, um, it's, you get that old school vibe. Right. You walk in, it's, uh, it looks like you're walking in Italian home uh-huh um i'm here for that yeah yes it's, it's, it's really cool it's really nice and uh, yeah they've been around for over 30 years whoa yeah i love it and they're still strong and busy which right is great you know <laughs> that's a credit yeah. to the business yeah if you can last that long and people and i mean just gaining that like very loyal fan base exactly. is like that takes a lot of time yeah yeah that's amazing all right. Well, you've introduced huh. some new places to yeah. add to my list of <laughs> yes. things to check out. I feel like Orlando really is is like like we like we mentioned kind of like mm-hmm. obviously blooming and it feels like there's always like things that I've always wanted to check out and yeah. the list keeps on growing, which is such a great a good, you know, I agree. problem to have that we have a lot of places that are worth checking out mm-hmm. and yeah, worth and driving you- for and yeah, it's not yeah. your typical chains anymore. You know, right. what Orlando was known for. Good Lord. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would love to hear, like, I I have known you for a couple of years, kind mm-hmm. of just working in that sense, but I would love to hear a little bit more of, like, your story and just kind of how you got into the place that you are today. Um, and I kind of believe that we don't really get to choose, like, where we get put in the universe. Yeah. We're just kind of, I think, kind of put down in here, yeah. and then we're all trying to figure it out yeah. from there. <laughs> yeah, right? right? Yeah, it's We're true. all on the same struggle uh-huh. bus. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's very true. Um, so we don't have uh, the luxury to choose, you know, our family of origin or mm-hmm. socioeconomic status or, you know, nationality or any of that. We just kind of um, yeah. are here and then we're figuring how it goes. But I would love to know kind of like where you landed in the world and then kind of what, what your family of origin was like and if you had siblings or how that was kind of like in those early years growing up. Okay. So I grew up in a, a Greek family. Um, I have a brother and a sister. Okay. And each of us are eight years apart. So me, and, my sister's the oldest. So me and her have 16 years apart. Oh, wow. And then my brother and I have eight years apart. Right. Um, so. That's like two separate childhoods. It is. It's totally my, it's like we're each in the, um, only children, you know. Right. We were able to, my parents were able to enjoy us. <laughs> <laughs> Was it uh, planned-ish? No. Um, so when my mom was pregnant with my sister, she had a really hard pregnancy. Um, and she didn't want to have any more children. And then... Well, how'd that work out for her? <laughs> I know, right? right? And then um, when they decided to get pregnant with my brother... Um, Somebody had passed away, and my dad was like, I think we should have another child. So, you know, the first one's not alone. Um, So they had my brother, and then I was the surprise. (laughs) Um, 
So, yeah, so I grew up with my, uh, you know, with, with my family, um, 100% Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, my siblings and I, even though we're so far apart in age, we're actually really close. My sister's my best friend. I talk to her multiple times a day. Wow. Um, yeah, so she she got married young, I think in her early 20s. So my niece and I only have nine years apart. Whoa. Yeah. So it's kind of like another sibling, you know? Right. Uh, We're really close and, you know, it's, it it worked out. It's fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, so my dad was a mechanic. Is this in Greece or in? In South Florida. South Florida. So my parents moved from Greece when they were 18. They moved to Montreal. Oh, wow. Because all the Greeks back then were moving to Canada. It was just easier, I guess, visa wise, um, to head over to Montreal and then, so my mom went first because my dad had to finish the army and they were engaged at the time. Mm. And then he came over um, and they got married in Montreal um, and they had my sister and my brother there. And then they, then all the Greeks from Montreal were moving to South Florida because the weather was better. And my dad says he had allergies and he had, didn't have allergies in South Florida. Oh. So he was allergic to the, I don't know, the snow. Right. That's what he says. Um, <laughs> so they moved to South Florida and I was born in, in, in Hollywood, Florida. Okay. Um, born yeah. in Hollywood. Born in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, um, the whole, like the way you see my big fat Greek wedding is how it is. Okay. Um, our big name is Sophia in the family. My mom's Sophia. My cousins are Sophia. My nieces are Sophia. I have my daughter named Sophia. Okay. So we definitely follow the Sophia is strong. Sophia is definitely strong. Right. Like we have to be like, you know, yeah, yeah. How do you differentiate? That's how, like my mom is yeah, yeah, which is grandma. Yeah, yeah, Sophia. Then we have big Sophia, medium Sophia, <laughs> little <laughs> Sophia, cousin Sophia. Um, so, I mean, we laugh about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Sophia is the big name in our family. Right. So how was it kind of like, um, so did it feel like you, you had also other family around you? So kind of, you kind of felt like in this community of exactly like the great community. So my, my dad's two siblings had moved down here as well. And my mom's one sister had moved to South Florida. Um, and then we went to a Greek church. Okay. Um, and it's everybody like was Orthodox. Together. Greek Orthodox. Okay. Exactly. Um, so that's probably a pretty strong community. It, yeah. Back then it was of. very strong. They used to do, they used to celebrate, you know, Greek Independence Day and, you know, the Easter and Christmas. And so you're entrenched in the culture. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent, you know. Um, I mean, it was great because having the church and having the community, you know, I learned the language. I went to Greek school. Oh, my kids wow. do Greek school now through Zoom. You know, <laughs> it's different, <laughs> but they do it right. in the morning. You know, um, you know, I had to learn Greek poems to say during the holidays. Um, dance Greek, the traditional old, you know, folk dancing. Right. Um, so it was, it was, you know, it's fun. It's, it's, you appreciate, especially now that I'm older, Mm -hmm. when I was young, I didn't like going to Greek school. I would cry, but now I'm glad that I know it, you know, I appreciate it. That Um, you were exposed to that culture and it was really ingrained in you. Exactly. Right. For you to carry through. Yeah. So what was like school like for you? Like who was Katarina in like middle school, high school? Um, so I was extremely shy. I mean, I probably am still today. I'm a little bit better about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was extremely shy just because um, 
I guess being brought up in the Greek family, you know, Greek was my first language. Um, I was always surrounded by the, you know, a specific group of people. Mm. Um, so being exposed to um, school life was a little bit different. Um, I had my friends, you know, going into middle school. I did great. I mean, I was lucky that from elementary school to middle school, you know, I traveled with the same friends. Um, and then in high school, they placed me in a private school that my class had 25 and my graduating class, I had 25 kids. It's mm-hmm. super tiny. Yeah. Um, so going into college. I, I graduated was, with 11. 11? Yeah. So did I you have a, a shock going tiny. into the real world? Because I did. <laughs> no, no. I just kind of, I didn't actually go straight to college after uh-huh. high school. So, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, I went to like a very, yeah, very tiny school. Okay. Yeah. I mean, our class was like the smallest one because usually they're about like 30 to 50. Okay. For some reason, our class was just like really had been really small, but I, I understand that very small mentality of like yeah. this very close knit. Yeah. Cause you're surrounded by the, the these, same these people. Yeah. Throughout right. The four years and you're comfortable and, right. um, you know, but it, it's, you know, again, it's an experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, so then going into, I, I originally went into community college cause I wasn't sure which direction I wanted to go into mm-hmm. my life. Um, you know, my parents were pushing me to go into dental school Oof. I didn't want to do that. Oh. I'd be a dental hygienist. I, and, you know, and then I'm like, I really want to go into the restaurant world. Wow. wow. So did you know from very young? I did. So my dad had invested into a fast food restaurant called named Miami Subs. They're okay. based out of South Florida. I think there was one in that. Orlando. Actually, mm-hmm. there's one now in Orlando. Yeah. Um, I've heard of it. So I was 14 at the time. And my brother was like, what are you doing this summer? I'm like, nothing. And he's like, you're going to come and work. So that summer, I went and worked at the restaurant. And I fell in love with the business. Hmm. You know, it's like that fast pace, mm-hmm. talking to multiple people. Um, Even though you were shy? Was yeah. that getting you like out? out yeah. Right. Out of my little bubble. Um, so, I mean, I loved it. And ever since then, I, like I, I had passion for it. Plus, my mom was an amazing cook. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, my mom I was, was like, amazing. sounds like you're in like the hot, the hot spot. Yeah. Probably some good eating. Yeah, exactly. My mom, yeah, um, she would cook for the Greek community. They would do uh, like uh, Greek dances. Okay. Um, and she would be the one cooking for two and three hundred people. And everybody, if they knew her name was Sophia, if they knew Sophia was the one cooking, everybody would come because they knew the food would be amazing. Amazing. Um, Two or three hundred people is an incredible amount. Yeah, she she's so organized. Even to today, when right. she cooks, you see her. You know, uh, she's got it down. She's got it down. She yes. has her system, and and uh, she just did it because she loved. She loved it. Yeah, she loved it. She loved the. Um, she loved cooking. She loved the community. Even now, when we first opened up Opa. She came to help us in the beginning and she talks about it. And she's like, I loved that time when I was working, like helping out at OPA, mm. you know, helping us train the chef, the, you know, the cooks and stuff. Sure. Um, Are they, do they still live in South Florida? She still lives in South Florida. Okay. Yeah. yeah everybody's still down there. Right. Um, so, so you kind of knew from your teenage years that you were very interested in the restaurant correct. world. How yeah. did that translate into like being in high school? Were you like... I care about school. I care more about business. So I did try to push myself. I did well in school. So I did try to push myself. Um, When I got to college, I don't know if it had to do with the shock of being around through so many people or I just wanted to work more. 
that I did have a transition. So I was maybe 20. So I had finished dental assisting. I had gotten a dental assisting degree. Oh, you and, did? Yeah. And I was working at a dental office for like, I actually started when I was 17 after school, working at a dental office, just filing. Okay. My cousin was working there. She okay. got me a job. And then I was working for um, a dentist as an assistant when I got my degree. And then at that time, Le Cordon Bleu had opened up in Miami. Oh. And I went and did the the tour and I fell in love, like with the kitchens and everything. I was so excited. And I go to my dad. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to culinary school if you support me or not. Like, oh, you know, this is what it this is. is happening. Yeah. And they supported me throughout the whole thing. And I would work in the mornings. And then at six o'clock, I, I would do the PM shift at the school. And I'd be there till midnight. And I like, I just, I, I think about it now. Like I, I could have had that to be my everyday life, you know, Wow. just learning and cooking. Right. And even though we had to wash the pots and pans, it was still lots of fun. Right. Um, yeah. So you had like a full day, a full day. So you're in like your early twenties, early twenties. Yeah. Cause okay. at 23, I had finished Le Cordon Bleu and moved up here and was working. I did my internship at Disney and that's how uh, I ended up in Orlando. I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. So after you, so you went to like four years of school? Um, I get, well, Le Cordon Bleu was just two years, but originally, cause I was doing my AA. Okay. Um, I guess between like, I was doing a lot of everything, uh, between starting my AA, um, at, I was doing it at a community college, getting my dental assisting, um, certificate mm-hmm. and then had started working, went into, um, the culinary life. Cause that was my true passion. Like I told them, like, I can't do this dental stuff. Like, yeah, I'm trying it for you guys. It's just it's not, not going to be for me. Yeah. And uh, it's good to know that early on, you know, like to ha- be able to have that awareness as, yeah. a, as a young person to be like, I mean, I think that we're also blessed in a generation that we can shift. Like yeah. we can like, like, you know, it used to be like, oh, you're an accountant for 40 years. Yeah. You put in your time, you get your <laughs> pension right. and that's that. But if, if it's such a different age where you can be like, I've, you know, like I've been a couple of different things. I've been a stylist. I've been, you know, I've done events. I've done a, a, like a couple of different things. And to be able to have that awareness to say like, at that age and like, no, this is not the path that I want to go down. Yeah. My true, what's going to make me happy is going to be pursuing the culinary world. Yeah. So I then that brought you to Disney. That brought me to Disney and I was doing my internship there. And, um, where in the, Disney, it was at the, at the pop century hotel. Okay. Um, it was just, uh, my chef was Greek, which was interesting. I think that's why they pl- placed me there. She was Greek and the, there was like, um, the chef underneath her was also Greek. Um, so it was, it was an interesting experience to be, see how Disney works mm-hmm. and, um, seeing how they make everybody just feel so happy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they have a really good technique on, you know, making you happy working there. Um, and then at the time, so with Taverna Opa had opened in South Florida and I'm like, man, a place like this is needed in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were family friends with the owners down there. Um, and that's really just how it started. Like I remember, um, looking around and I remember going to point Orlando and I'm like, I I was this, you know, 23, 24 year old girl. I'm like, they're not going to talk to me. So I called them saying that I was the owner's daughter of Taverna Opa. And I'm like, this is the only way I'm going to get a conversation with them. 
And it honestly, it was so meant to be because it happened flawlessly. Like it was just the whole process, you know, from, you know, my dad, convincing my dad to go along with it and the right. lease negotiations. And then I started working at the one in South Florida and that's how I met my husband. So you went back down to work at the original store Correct. or the original restaurant? Okay. Oh, yeah. I went so, did, so did you feel like after doing, working, you know, ha- having your internship and then you felt like I would want to like own a re- I mean, that's a big step, big responsibility. I, I, um, own a it restaurant. was my dream. It's, you know, I think about it now. I'm like in, in my life right now. I think when you're young, you're not scared. You know, I'm going to do mm, this. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. Like, I know I'm going to be successful. I'm going to work so hard. Um, do you like a challenge? I do like a challenge. Uh-huh. I do. Um, you know, that's why I think, like, especially with like, my husband, like, let's do this. Let's do that. How about this? You know? And he's like, Katarina, just, you know, <laughs> slow down. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's how my husband was working for the company in South Florida. And that's how we met. Okay. Um, how did you meet? How did the sparks fly? It's um, So... The owner of the South Florida location was opening up one in Tampa. Oh, okay. So he sent me to Tampa, and then my husband, Vasilis, went to Tampa to train everyone. Uh, And and that's how we met. Um, And honestly, we were best friends in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, we would talk. um, After I left Tampa and moved back to South Florida, you know, we would hang out and... And then one day he goes to me, he's like, I want to be in a serious relationship with you. And, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Just right. put the pedal to the metal. <laughs> yeah. right? and, and that's not how, joking around. Um, you know, I say, I think we we're like friends for a year and then dated for a year, engaged for a year. Okay. And now it'll be 12 years that we're married in June. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful accomplishment. Yeah. I feel like. 12 years, and sometimes you don't, like, hear people making it that long. Yeah. So, it's like, I'm sure it's a... Especially with our life, the way, you know, our life is busy. Mm-hmm. So. So, then you decided, like, we're just going to go for it. I You have some kind of support to be able to get you to be able to open up the one in... Exactly. Orlando. I had um, one of my best friends had moved up here to help with, like, marketing uh, one of my cousins moved up. Alex, who's still with us, he was in South Florida. He moved up um, to help. Um, so they all came up and, um, you know, it, it was interesting. It was interesting learning, you know. I drive is is not your regular location. Um, it was a big uh, learning it's curve. It's own animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when the conventions come in, you get hit. You're not prepared. You're flooded. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, we asked for patience and grace, you know. Um, you know, but it's been exciting, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll be 14 years. Is it going to be 14 years in August? I think 14 years, 2007. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, and it flew by. That's such an accomplishment yeah. also to have a restaurant for that long. Yeah. Because, I mean, as much as it's beautiful to see new places opening, but there's, that's the reality is like some some don't make it and yeah. some do make it. I'm sure it's uh, such a, a balance to also like kind of hang through the ebbs and the flows mm-hmm. into like, you know, marketing today is not the same as marketing 14 totally years not. ago. Right. Completely different. So, 
Back in the day, it was all print. Now you don't print anything. No. You know, it's all digital. Everything is digital. Yeah. And the ways that you do it is always changing. Right? Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. It's a whole job yeah. unto itself. That's so crazy. So I, I was curious, like, when you open um, to run Opa, like, was the menu, like, did you have to go by the menu that was in the other restaurants? Did you create any of the menu? Did you have, like, some wiggle room or was it just kind of straight? No, we definitely had a wiggle room. Um, the great thing about, uh, we had, let's say, the base from them. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to adjust to what was needed here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, some of the recipes we changed up to my mom's recipes. Oh. Um, and she came up to help train. She, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She came up to help. You know um, what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone was, nobody like, can cook like my mom, right? <laughs> no, everyone wants like a Greek grandma to yeah. like cook for them. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah, she came up to help train. And, um, you know, so we adjusted the menu as we learned, you know, Believe it, in the beginning, we used to have whole fish with a head on. People would see it freak out. We took it off the menu. Uh-huh. Now we have it and people are in love with it. Sure. People have become more, you know, they've changed. Their palate has changed. They've, ex- you know, experienced more. Um, you know, we had to put on some like, you know, steak, like simple items like steaks and chickens for those who are afraid to explore as well. Mm. Um, and for that meat and potato lover. Right. Um, so we did alter the menu according to, you know, the location and our guests mm-hmm. that come in. Um, but we have, you know, the, the basis there, you know, the authentic Greek food. Right. What would uh, be a couple of your favorite items? Um, that's the lamb chops. Definitely. <sighs> And lamb is becoming so hard to find now with COVID. Right. Um, oh, man. Uh, lamb chops, definitely. The Greek salad, mm-hmm. especially now that it's tomato season. It's amazing. Mm. Um, the pastizia, which is kind of like our take of a Greek lasagna. It's uh, okay. it's the noodles that have the hole inside. I don't know what it's called exactly. Okay. Um, Not like a like a rigatoni or something? It's or long, though. It's a long tube. It's a long, long tube. Yeah, long mm. tube. Um, I think you can't find it in the supermarket, so they tend to use like a, a penne uh, uh-huh. if, you if you're not able to find it. Um, and it has like a ground beef and a bechamel sauce. It's, mm. and that's like comfort food. Mm-hmm. My mom would only make it like once in a blue moon because there's several steps to it. It's so it was appreciative. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's uh, another top three item. Yum. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I... Yeah, I just love Greek food. This episode of Cocktails in Conversation is brought to you by The Dinner Party Project. The Dinner Party Project is all about connecting humans around the dinner table. Right now, we are mostly based in Orlando, Florida. Whether it's joining seven strangers in an intimate setting around a dinner table or sitting in the street of Orange Avenue with 100 others watching flamethrowers, we love helping people feel connected to others and their city. We also offer private parties, so if you have a birthday, anniversary, team building dinner, or corporate event coming up, we can create a custom memorable event that you and your guests won't soon forget. We also help brands connect with their consumers by exposing their product in an elevated way to their target demographic. So if you live in the Orlando area and haven't joined us yet, what are you waiting for? We can't wait to hear your story around the dinner table. For more information, you can visit us at thedinnerpartyproject.co. 
So how long was it before Tapatoro came along and what made you like what like why are you a glutton for punishment? Yeah. <laughs> I always say that. I'm like, why do I want to do this to myself? Um I think we had reached a point where like Opa was at like it was running. It was a on good its place. Own. Yeah, it was a good place. Yeah. Um, you know, we needed that other um challenge, you know. Uh and then Icon Park had approached us several times to open up there. And I'm like, you know, Opa's not going to move there. I'm like, you know, we love the location here. So I go to my husband. I said, why don't we open up a Spanish tapas? And I'm like, we'll have flamenco dancing. I'm all into the whole entertainment aspect. Right. You know, like I need, you need the whole atmosphere. Um, when, you know, that's what I prefer. And so we brought the flamenco dancing and the tapas and... And Tapatora was a challenge in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, this, we did not have a base. We had to build it all on our own. And we learned so much throughout the way. Um, the one thing is you cook for your guests, not for yourself. Right. You know? um, a lot of people didn't even know what tapas meant. Um, you know, being in that tourist, you know, again, it's right. tur- tourism. A lot of people are coming from middle America. Um, it's, it's different. It's a different type of clientele. Right. So we had to be educated on what they were wanting and we had to educate our guests as well. Mm-hmm. But right now it's doing fantastic. Um, Icon Park is doing really well. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're really happy. Um, and, you know, it's going to be six years. Right. Like, that I is crazy. It. Yeah. That's crazy because yeah. we did um, a single mom's dinner mm-hmm. with you a couple of years ago. Yes. Um, and that was kind of like close-ish, like you, you were newish at that yeah. point. So Yeah, I think that's yeah. a couple of years. That's years crazy. Ago. So your husband also works in the industry with you? Yes. yes. He, he is there hands-on. I'm more uh, office and the marketing and being that we're in the convention district, we have a lot of groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm more of like, I guess like um, behind the scenes, just like you managing, know, managing operations. And he's hands on. He's all over the place. Okay. Um, you know, either in the kitchen, on the floor, you know, with the guests in the bar. Right. You always see him somewhere. Okay. And yeah. he, he enjoys that. He loves it. He, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't do it, but yeah. Yeah. One day we had decided to close the day of the elections. And I'm like, let's just close, have the day. Everybody can go and vote. They can do their thing. Right. And, he, and he's at home and he's like, I don't think I could retire. I'm like, I'm not asking you to retire. I'm like, this is just one day off. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, it's a day off. Right. I'm like, there's no phone calls. There's nothing. <laughs> just one day. Just one day. Yeah. But he does yeah. enjoy it so much. It yeah. sounds like. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's a, again, it's a, cha- it's a challenge for him. And he's a people person. He loves talking to mm-hmm. people. So, mm-hmm. It's a good, good spot for him to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And then are more projects like you're in the works or? So we are working on a Mexican restaurant. Okay. Um, it'll be named Cava's um, hopefully this fall. Um, it should have been uh, fall of 2020, but COVID put a push back to that. Right. So we're vamping up again, um, starting construction soon. Um, so it'll be a, a Mexican restaurant. It's going to be at Point Orlando. Okay. Uh, we're excited for it. It's another new project. Sure. You know? Another challenge. Another challenge. For you. <laughs> um, you know, another cocktail menu, dinner menu. Sure. Um, decor. So 
I'm excited for it. And like kind of traditional Mexican, modern, um, um, margaritas. I mean, margaritas. Like It'll be a fun environment again. Okay. Um, we'll have mariachi. Uh, we'll have a DJ. Um, it'll be a, a mix of your Tex-Mex and traditional. Okay. Um, just, you know, given the clientele that comes to um, the area of iDrive, mm-hmm. we just want to make everyone happy and get their bellies happy. Yeah. <laughs> and pay the rent. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good mix for a restaurant. It's yeah. like finding that fine line and then keeping on the plate spinning. Exactly. With all the people and... All the constantly changing things. So it's like never, never ending, I'm sure, to like run a brick and mortar. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I don't, personally, I'm not cut out for that, but it's just a lie. No restaurateurs. It's, you know, you got a lot of things going all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Constantly. Thinking or, you know, you ha- you're trying to make everyone happy, you know. In today's world, there's so many, um, even dietary preferences. You know, anytime mm-hmm. you go and sit down um, anytime we've revamped our menu, we always think about, okay, make sure, um, our vegans are happy, make sure there's no pork, make sure, you know, we're trying to mm-hmm. satisfy everyone who comes in. Um, you know, we've been educated over time and, um, we know what's needed and, you know, it's also exciting, you know, you, you know, we've been working with, um, Beyond Meat recently. Oh, okay. Uh, making, um, you know, like our Greek meatballs to have them vegan or, um, the, this is more of the Middle Eastern, but like the kofta, which is on a skewer, mm-hmm. um, just playing with the, you know, the different flavors. So, I mean, that's the exciting part of, mm-hmm. of the restaurant business, just like being creative and yeah, and trying to think outside the box. When you're creating a new menu, like who's, who's helping to put that together? We actually do it a lot as a team with the managers and okay. we get the servers input, um, it's really all on, like, you know, because the server has the direct contact with the, you know, with client, the guests, yeah. uh, with the client just to see their feedback. And then as managers, you know, we're all going out and eating and reading. And um, it's it's really collectively hmm. on how we come up with different uh, menu items. All um, right. Yeah. Are you going to have churros? We are going to have churros. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> Um, has there been ever like a time in your life that, uh, like as an adult, like we kind of grow into these spaces and places, but, um, has there been a time that kind of like felt like a challenging or a frustrating time? And then how did you kind of like face that and then move through it? Definitely COVID was the big one. Um, not knowing what was going to happen, how long it was going to last for, um, the first couple months was a lot of, you know, stress and tears and, you know, in my life. Mm-hmm. And I honestly just turned to my faith. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Hmm. Um, even with the Mexican restaurant in Cavas, it took us so long to negotiate our lease just because that's the way the landlord works. They take their time. And now I, I'm happy that it took so long right. because we would have opened up and to nothing, to nothing. Exactly. Um, so I've really just left it up to my faith. I'm like, everything is meant to be, Mm. um, the way things happen and and it'll all work out to the plan. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like after I put that mentality in me and I really learned it, you know, in 2020, um, it gave me peace. You know, there's no reason to stress, Mm. you know, there, there, there's, you know, you have your plan, you know, you're put onto this earth. There's the plan for you and you just follow it. 
if you try to fight it, you're fighting it for no reason because mm. it's still your path's still gonna happen. Right. Um. So you just have faith, and everything will work out to the way it's supposed to be. And crying and crying and stressing is not <laughs> worth it. <Yeah. laughs> but sometimes, sometimes it's a, tears. a good release. <laughs> yeah. A good cry is yeah, sometimes is. like a good cathartic. Yeah, it's true. How did your like husband deal with like? I mean, one day of the elections, but I mean. You probably had some downtime in the beginning of COVID. We did. Um, I mean, in, in the first two weeks was nice because it was like being on vacation because we're like, okay, how long can it oh, last? Yeah. Two weeks, three weeks. <laughs> and then afterwards. Little did we know. I know. I know. Woo. And afterwards, our main concern started being our employees. Mm-hmm. So I go to, you know, we had a conversation. I'm like, I think we'd need to open up even if it's just for to go in order you know, for them to, to have hours, them, yeah. and, you know, because we were doing the best we could, um, you know, with growth, like, you know, some of our employees, we groceries, diapers, whatever they needed, you know, mm. um, we paid as much as we could. Um, it was just the, the fear of the unknown. Um, so, um, so I think we were closed maybe six weeks Okay. in total. And then we opened up May 3rd um, and we're operating both restaurants out of one kitchen. Okay. So at least... Uh, for to go? For to go. Sure. So for at least to be able, you know, to save money on, on electricity and stuff mm-hmm. um, from one location. Um, and that's how it was. I, th- I think... When did we open up our physical doors? Maybe it was June, I think. Okay. Um, and so it, it wasn't was, too long. It wasn't too long. I mean, we pushed it because, again, you know, we've had the, you know... One set of employees we had for since the day we opened, mm-hmm. um, we didn't want to lose them, and you know we opened up the doors um, to have them come in. And unfortunately, they lost faith. They felt like Orlando was dead; it was never going to come back. And oh. and they did leave us as much as we could to try to convince them to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then august so it was slow you know mm-hmm. um all the way till august when magical dining have started and magical dining really did help us oh um we had an wonderful. increase of business um all the way to the end of october mm-hmm. november slowed down a little bit december we had the holiday so it picked up um and then january february slowed down and then since do they March, have a lot do the greek have a lot of like around holiday christmas holiday do they have like any traditions of or like dishes that they make uh we do so for uh christmas we do what do we do for christmas we do a lot of baking so we have um they're called curabiedes they're like a almond cookie and you have put the pa- uh, sugar powder on top mm-hmm. uh, we do another one called melo macarena which is um it's another type of cookie that has walnuts and it's dipped in syrup it's delicious Oh, yeah. And then for New Year's... Cookies dipped in syrup? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the question in that? Um, And then for New Year's Eve, we do a cake called Basilopita, and you hide a coin in it. So when you cut it, whoever finds the coin... is supposed to have good luck. Okay. All right. And That's so fun. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's always exciting, whoever finds the coin. Right. And then Easter is our big holiday. Um, I think we celebrate more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we do red eggs. What's the red eggs? Um, to eat or to find? Like to die? Um, so you actually crack them. So like I'll have a red egg and you'll have one. Uh-huh. And then we'll see if, who's cracks. 
So if yours doesn't crack, then you go to the next one. And whoever's left with the uncracked egg yeah. has good luck. Um, so you so can you're really the cracking egg. the egg on the surface? No, like I'll go and like hit your egg. With yours? Yes. I okay. Yes. Got it. Egg to egg. Egg to egg. Yeah. And then, um, so we do that. My mom will make these little cheese pies. She'll make her own cheese. Yes. And then these Please. little cheese pies that are made specifically for Easter. Okay. Um, another type of like sweet bread um, called tsudeki. That's um, for Easter. Lamb. We roast a lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's nice. It's a nice time. Mm-hmm. So your husband was able to sustain the six weeks and then be able to jump back in jump to back in, yeah. do what he loves to do. Exactly. That's good. Has there ever been a time where you kind of like looked back on your business or life personally, professionally that you felt like, I'm really proud of this. Like I'm really proud of what I built or what I've accomplished or has there ever been a time that you thought? <laughs> I don't know if I have actually. <laughs> um We've worked really hard. We've really accomplished yeah. something. I don't know if I've ever really had the time to sit back and think about it. I think I've just always looked forward. Okay, like, what can we do next? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely proud of, you know, where we've reached. You know, I'm thankful for the team that we have around us because without them, we wouldn't be able to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had a lot of our managers since the beginning. Um, you know, so th- having their support is... is, is um, something that we really appreciate, mm-hmm. um, especially during this year. Um, you know, I wish I, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know how I feel. You know, I, I do look back and I'm like, okay. I'm like, sometimes I feel like, is it enough? I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. You know? So I think that's why we keep on pushing. Even during the pandemic, when I wasn't um, physically working, I'm like, okay, what do we do next? I mean, do we start an online business? Do I start baking? Like I went through all these different phases. Mm. Um, I opened up a Robinhood account, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you're not one to sit still. No. Understandably. No. But I think also acknowledging the places that we have worked hard to to, you know, be in the, in that space to, um, you know, figure out what's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see sometimes I look, you know, I look at my kids and I'm like, I wonder like, are they going to follow this business? I'm like, when they get older, are we going to still have the restaurants? Like what, are, like, that's where I think I tend to focus more on now. Like what's their path going to be too? Hmm. Yeah. How old are your kids now? My oldest just turned 11 a few days ago, and then um, I have my son who's nine, and my my little one is eight. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't space them out quite as much. No. Right? no, no. <laughs> I didn't take after my mom. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that you definitely have a lot to be proud of, you know. And, Thank you. And uh, Orlando is such a, like, interesting mixed bag because we've got kind of, like, two – sides in in the sense of like this whole industry of the resort world and the attractions world Mm and um the reality is also that we have so many amazing offerings on that side of town i mean obviously we've got walt disney world and they have like their level of chefs and Mm -hmm. um you know like there's 
incredible fine dining and all sorts of dining from the bottom to the top. Like it's not all just chains, which I think it easily could be. Definitely. Um, And so that Orlando does have like, um, do you know like Joseph Hayes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like he was on the podcast and then he, I was asking him about like, well, where are some places that you go or that you have liked? And he had mentioned several on that side of town that I had never heard of. Um, yeah. And the reality is that we have great options, you know, kind of in that world of entertaining yeah. on that side. And then the reality is on this side of town, yeah. we have incredible options as well. Like Definitely. people are very innovative and we've got so many great, op- like so many great um, experiences compared to like seven, ten years ago. I've been here for 20 years. I've, I've oh, been here okay. for a good amount of time. So mm-hmm. it's kind of seeing it come into its own. Yeah. In Orlando has been beautiful. Yeah. And so, like, we've just got uh, incredible options. Yeah. You know, like, either way. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see what's going to come, you know, in the future. You know, obviously, a lot more will mm-hmm. be coming here. And I think uh, with... Uh, a lot of restaurants coming from the north to to, to Florida. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how the culinary scene changes and, right. and continues to grow. Yes. So it seems like you have a great team for you to keep on pushing forward. And yeah. it sounds like you're never <laughs> satisfied yeah, yeah. in that way. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of brings us into the next topic, which is one of my favorites, which is um, called the Enneagram, okay. um, which I know that you're maybe not as familiar with, yeah. but it's uh, really interesting to kind of dig into and dive into and um, even as yourself, as like a restaurant owner, you also probably have to be very aware and conscientious of like, like you're saying, taking care of your employees Mm -hmm. and taking care of your team um, is something that I think that I wish that I had learned earlier on in Mm -hmm. my life and in my business and all the things, um, because we are created so differently as humans, right? We have our DNA, we have our family of origin, we Mm -hmm. have just life experiences, like Mm -hmm. everything that has combined into making a person. Yes. But we can really be very different and come from different motivations. And so the Enneagram for me is kind of a way to help um, understand myself better. Uh And so it's like, okay, I'm built like this. And I have to understand that not everyone is built like this. Yes. So you're... um, we kind of chatted about it a little bit, looking kind of over it briefly, but possibly a three, a three. which is called the achiever. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think I wish I was, what, a seven? A seven, a seven, which yeah. is the enthusiast, yeah. right? So they <laughs> they just want to be everywhere, do everything. And, and there's a little bit of that, uh, I think, in the three as well, mm-hmm. as far as uh, they... They kind of sometimes want to do everything or be with where the people are and Mm -hmm. they want to be able to execute. Um, But threes kind of like as you've kind of proven with your businesses are all about whatever the challenge is, they're there to crush it. Right. So it could be taking your kids to school or, or your kids project, or it could be like, okay, now marketing, like how are we going to figure that out? Or like, maybe I want to have a new drink on the cocktail menu. Like, how am I going to figure this out? And you know, like, how are we going to provide for our employees during this time? And so it's not, um, motivations can be, like I said, can be very different because, um, 
a three is really all about kind of that success mm-hmm. and all about avoiding failure. Yes. Right. <clears throat> and so that's what like, fuels them and it keeps them going and they're mm-hmm. running and, um, but threes are wonderful because we need their vision and then they also have a plan of how to get there. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. they can help lead the team to say, okay. And then you have other people that are, um, maybe, you know, the giver, which is a two, um, often also like the helper. Yeah. And so we need people that are going to like support without those people. Oh, you can't do anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's like, we need all the different, um, so I'm an eight, uh, which is the challenger. Okay. And so the challenger only is concerned about doing something new and different. Okay. And so they have, they also can like see where they want to go, um, and help take people there with them mm-hmm. as well. But the motivations are, are different. So they, a three and an eight are, could also be similar, Yes. but then it's, it is, um, kind of down to like the motivation and like the underlying of like mm-hmm. why we do what we do. Okay. And so three, their main challenge is their main thing is mm-hmm. like, I just want to, whatever the goal is, I'm going to crush it. Yes. Right. Exactly. And eight is the challenger. And they just say, whatever is like the standard status quo, I want to be different. Yeah. I do something different that no one's done before. Mm-hmm. And so they're bringing something new that maybe is not, it is needed because it's never been addressed before. Like, yeah. like it's like a new. I think it's definitely needed. Me. Even as a as a three, like a three needs an eight, you know, in order to, yeah. to see a different vision, branch out, yeah, right, and see things like in a different light. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Yeah, and then threes can also be yeah very driven. <clears throat> With threes, both threes and eights, like can also be very driven, but then it's also how do we gracefully take people with us yes. and not just either drag them <laughs> or bulldoze yeah. them, yes. right? To get what you want. Exactly. Um, so in relationships, I think it's like super helpful, um, you know, in, in um, definitely in managing a team, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you probably have learned a lot about. Oh, definitely. Yeah. How, how do you feel like some of those dynamics with like having to figure out the, like team dynamics, like leading your team? I think everybody wants to feel like they're involved. So I can give you an example. You know, we're actually updating the cocktail menu at Tapa. So we have our one manager that loves the bar area. She loves cocktails. So I was like, um, okay, I'm like, we're updating our cocktail menu. I want you to be the one to like, you know, recreate it. Mm-hmm. Um so I think by having them get involved, you know, it's helping me, you know, take a little piece of the pie off, off of my plate. plate and she's getting the creativity. She's being proud of it. She'll promote the it. Ownership of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I've learned, you know, through this time is like, I can't have self, con- you know, control everything. I can have uh, almost have the idea have somebody help me, they become proud of it. Mm-hmm. And then we can move the it to ownership. the next level. Exactly. Yeah. Of actually leading it through um, and, re- and, and creating it. Right. Um, so you definitely need those multiple people with you in order to achieve the, you know, the final goal. Um, doing it by yourself, it, it, it's not going to happen. Right. You know, it's not going <laughs> to, it's not. Um, and, I, and I think it's in, in, in many uh, different aspects in life. You know, you do need, um, that's support, um, mm-hmm. in order to move forward. And, um, I think that's why, you know, we have been able to grow, uh, you know, I might have these, you know, ideas, um, but without them, we can't do anything. Right. Um, 
Absolutely. Like the team to delegate and then the wisdom to know when and how to do that. Because it's like, yeah, if it's only just me, I can't wash the silverware and do the dishes and create the menu and market and pick up my kid from school. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, that is, that's the, I think the beauty of like good leadership, especially within a restaurant industry, Mm -hmm. because also you're taking care of people. Like some of your team might be there forever, but probably some of it, are not it's like a very transient you know place in that way and so like how do you say we want you part of this team and here's what we can offer you know what i mean and and i think people feeling seen like being part of it yeah feeling seen like you mentioned um and it just it just works and you know after all these years you know 14 years with with opa everybody becomes family Hmm. you know um like I mentioned that one cook who who ended up leaving that we had him from day one. I was in, bawling. I was in tears, you know. Sure. I'm like, him and his wife left. Like, we, you know, we would have Christmas parties. The kids would come. We'd mm-hmm. do Christmas gifts. And it was really hard for me because it was like losing a family member. Sure. Um, you know, it wasn't even business at that point. Hmm. Um, you know, so everybody does become family. Um you know, you're with them all the time and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you try to, re- you know, you respect everyone and, um, you know, you're with them for so many hours a day. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, it's, yeah, it's always finding that balance of um, you're not, you're, you're one of equal, you know, mm. you're all together, you're equal. And, um, you know, uh, I think that's what helps the environment. I think when you come in and you feel like, you know, you make yourself feel like you're above everyone else, I think that's where it starts to deteriorate. Right. Um, but when you're an equal and you're a family member and you're, you know, you create that type of atmosphere, I think that's how it works and becomes successful. Mm-hmm. How about you and your husband? Like, how how does that flow go? Like, what is his kind of energy? I mean, it sounds like he definitely has a lot of energy. He but has, yeah, he has definitely I mean, you've done something to make it work for... Also, 14 years. Sounds like yeah. you've been together for... I mean, he had... I mean, I wish I had his energy. He he used to run marathons. We had gone one year and did the oh. he did the marathon in Greece, the original one. Oh, fun! Which is an exciting experience. But he sure. definitely has... Um, he's, he's on it, um, you know. So, I think with the way that we have found it to work, we kind of have, like, our own... S- own space mm-hmm. um again like he's operations he's on the floor i'll give my input but i'll never overstep my my ground mm-hmm. um you know if i feel like something's really wrong that's happening i'd be like hey vasily i think we need to have a conversation about this employee or this or what's happening sure um but i think we we both trust each other mm-hmm. we both have respect for each other and and we just know our place in the restaurant and i think that's why it's it has it has worked so well for us mm-hmm. um you know, I think if maybe we worked on the floor together, I think it might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But given that we have our own space um, and, and we have, have that respect and um, and that trust, it, it just flows. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that awareness, like for me, I feel like one of the most powerful things we can do is like knowing ourselves and that mm-hmm. self-awareness of like how we operate like what our world looks like you know like how, what we're offering mm-hmm. um how we inhabit a space yeah. is so powerful and so realizing like 
we have strengths and then we have blind spots. Yeah. And then having <clears throat> either friends in our lives, family in our lives that will also help us to look out for those things. And then us mm-hmm. being aware of that and saying like, okay, when I'm bringing to a relationship, yeah, like I need to keep tabs on these things, you yes. know, like as we grow as humans and as we're leading people and interacting in, you know, relationships and friendships. Exactly. And, and they're always, it's always a moving target too, right? So, so yeah, like, exactly. Right? <laughs> Sometimes you're like, oh, I figured out one thing and now yeah. I need to adjust and I mean that's I guess going to be the life challenge in that way Um, and that's what keeps us going and on our toes but um, yeah if you look into it anymore let me know because I think it's like really fascinating it's also helped for like team building and team awareness so it's kind of like oh now I can like understand our for me it's like I can understand Uh somebody's motivation better you know like um, what they're, you know, sometimes people's like even rewards are very different. Yeah. Like some people want like a car that you said something like authentically kind. Somebody's like, I want a hundred dollars. Uh-huh. I want you to like take me to lunch and spend your time with me. Yeah. You know, like we're just so built so differently on so many That's levels. True. And so I, for me knowing maybe a little bit of insight into someone's, how they're thinking mm-hmm. has been like it impactful for me as we were sitting here talking i was thinking to myself I'm, i think I'm, I'm gonna have everybody take this this quiz yeah know, when i get back i'm like let me have everybody take this quiz and see how they're thinking and how they feel right yeah. I, I found it like super helpful yeah and i know other people have too So our last topic, we're almost there. (laughs) You did it. Our last topic is one of my all-time favorites. Um, I think it's something people don't talk about enough. I don't think they do enough. All the things, but um, is rest. Rest. So how do we rest? How do we step back from the world, retreat, renew, restore? Um, How do we, especially people that have their own businesses, you know, Uh like that's often... It can be a challenge and it's, it is a practice, but, um, you know, and and rest can be like, you know, physical rest, but it's also like to play, to discover and to like, to kind of to Sabbath just means to stop working. Yeah. Right. And so what are some practices that you have incorporated to have some rest in your life? I think the kids help us a lot with having, you know, stopping and resting. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's easier for me to stop than, than it would be for Vasili. So recently, um, the kids actually started taking water ski lessons. Whoa. So my husband is the one who takes them. He'll take them. It's like an hour and a half and it's an hour and a half of him not thinking about anything Mm -hmm. other than watching the kids, you know, like watching them ski and, and being proud of them. And, you know, it's just seeing them accomplish, um, what, you know, what they're trying to learn. Right. Um, so I think it's just by having those activities. We're definitely not the type of family to just stay home. We're, we're definitely out trying to do an adventure. So um, <clears throat> Sundays is the day, we, you know, we try for um, to have our family day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're either going, you know, bicycle riding or we'll go to the West Coast to the beach or, um, you know, just always some sort of activity. Okay. So we always... Does that how you feel kind of renewed, like you get more energy from doing something different than your week? Exactly. It's something different, yeah, than our our norm. And it's, um, and you just stop thinking about what is going on outside of the restaurant bubble, Hmm. you know, so we're having different conversations and having, um, just being outside and fresh air and, you know, just having fun, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, so I think that's what helps. Um, and, and both ends, right? Um, you know, and, and my personal side, you know, I try to do some, you know, I've started doing uh, working out with somebody on Zoom. Okay. So I get like 30 minutes in the morning and I don't think about anything other than being tortured by my workouts, <laughs> you know, and my husband has joined in <clears throat> as well with like his own sessions. So we try to take that personal self-care, mm-hmm. um, even if it's just, you know, for 30 minutes to an hour a day, it's mm-hmm. just time to not think about anything. And yeah. Um, you know, it's so good. Yeah. So if you had 24 hours for <laughs> Katerina, you could be here, you could be anywhere, like money is of no object. Like you just had one day to have top to bottom, everything that like you would just love to do. It could be with people, without people, whatever. What would be a dream day? Just... I already know this. Okay. <laughs> I, would be, I would want to be on a yacht in the Mediterranean yeah. with my family. And, and that's it. Yeah. You know, eating, jumping in the water, uh, sipping on a cocktail. Uh-huh. That would be my dream. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like you're almost going to be doing that soon. Yeah. In like hopefully. A, a yeah. month or so. Yeah. But, but yeah, we are definitely, um, the entire family loves the beach and water. So, mm. Um, it's our, Same it's our here. piece. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to make a degree someday. Yeah. I would, I would love to swim in those waters. I know. Yes. Beautiful. And they feel clean and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. So mm-hmm. fresh and delightful. Yeah. Um, that is wonderful. As we start to wrap up, I would love to know, do you have any, like, do you have like a mantra or any words of wisdom or anything that you kind of like live your life by? I just always leave it up. I honestly just always leave things up to faith. You know, that that is what I've learned recently, you know. So, you know, if anybody has like any troubles or is running into walls, there's always a reason for it. And mm-hmm. don't stress. Don't cry. Just it's your path will come its way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I live by, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever is meant to be will happen. Sure. and. Um, it has made me relaxed since knowing that. So <laughs> I, you know, I'm happy with it. That is good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Anything that can bring your stress levels down. And, you, and that's when you, when you're at your least stressed, that's when things start to work out. I like know. I think when you're more like, you know, hyper and like you're feeling it inside you, your body's tense. That's when things start to like, you know, you break sick. down. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's you're like a downward spiral. Exactly. I know. So I hope to teach that to my kids. Keeping you know. things with like loose hands. Yeah. Right. We hold things with loose hands yeah. in that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. So things can be deposited and taken away. Yeah. In that way. Um, where would we find you and or your endeavors online if you wanted to follow what you're doing? Um, I don't know. I guess our, my Instagram, I have, uh, okay. it's, it's, what is my Instagram? Katerina? Is it Katerina Com- underscore Kumbaros? I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm trying to become better at, on Instagram with posting, mm-hmm. um, but I'm working my best. Mm-hmm. So the Instagram is Kat, K-A-T underscore Kumbaros, my last name. Okay. On Instagram. So you'll be able to see if I post, you know, what is happening as the restaurant evolves or 
I have a picture of there with my mom making Greek cheese. So, yeah. <laughs> um, a little insight. <clears throat> and then how about for the restaurants? So we have, uh, you know, our Instagram, uh, Taberna Opa Orlando. Um, we have Cavas, Cavas Tacos, okay. which is our new one. So uh, that's your Instagram's up already? It's already up. Okay. Um, we'll be posting soon as um, we start to, you know, get little design ideas up. Mm -hmm. um, everybody get a sneak peek. And then we have Tapatoro Orlando as well. Okay. Um, so you'll be able to experience those those. Great restaurants as yes. well. That's yes. That's where people can find yeah. find and follow what, what is happening yeah. around town. Well, thank you so much for taking thank some you. time to just share a drink and share some of your stories. And Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Good. Yeah. Until the next time. Thank you. Thank you a million times over for listening to Cocktails and Conversation podcast. I hope you have enjoyed all of it. If you have, would you do me a huge favor and rate, comment, and subscribe for more Cocktails and Conversation? 